When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, I'm with both of these amazing guys here on this Saturday. This is when we do our real estate show every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour, always welcoming your phone calls and text messages about real estate. Uh, Again, the phone number and the text number are the same, 651-989-9226. Good morning, guys. I see you survived the Thanksgiving holiday so far. Best holiday of the year. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think we both enjoy it. We, you know, getting together with family and it's uh, no pressure. Well, I suppose if you're cooking, there's a little pressure. Oh, yeah. There. But uh, I actually I actually that. got removed from the cooking this year. I always do most of the cooking. <laughs> I got removed from it. So, I, I thought party, you were going to say. Party fall or what happened? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Although, when it got to the place that we were at, yeah. then they all wanted help. So. Yeah, carry know. this box upstairs, <laughs> carry this outside. No, I had to finish off some stuff, but it's, uh, yeah, good time, Thanksgiving. Um, you know, you had a... It was a text that just came about. in, yeah. which I thought was an interesting question. Let's let's get underway with that because it's uh, it says this, what are the challenges of selling in winter versus other times of the year? Today is a very good example mm. of that, you know. Uh, oh, with, yeah. With bad weather. Um, I know uh, we have a... On a couple of our listings today, they're they're showing set up, but uh, the fact that you got to make sure that baby's shoveled off and <laughs> shoveled off before, right before they get there well, too, not slippery, and yeah. icy, yep. yeah. So uh, that's that's definite challenges. Um, we get uh, a lot of uh, showings that get canceled, right? And that's oh, that is so frustrating for sellers, you know, because yep. they usually that happens the day before they get it all ready. It's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And when they cancel it, it's typically about an hour before the showing. And that is, uh, oh, yeah. oh, we get that call all the time on that one. It, well, it's very frustrating because the people that are putting, you know, obviously a lot of effort into their showings, you know, they're getting the house ready. They've got all the lights on. They've, you know, done their jobs with all the things that, you know, their real estate professionals advise them to do. And then the people don't show up or they say, you know, or it's a half hour after it's supposed to happen. They get the cancellation. And so. You know, this time of year, I guess it's more of a, you just, you know, go with the flow. You have to. I mean, it's, you know, and I've been getting a lot of, I don't know about you, Chris, but just recently I've been getting a lot of the, hey, we want to show the house in a half hour. And I think, I don't know if it's the time of year, if it's out of town buyers or what it is, but we're getting, I mean, I don't know. It's been quite a few this week, unproportionately high of last minute. Can we show it? And, And they're legitimate agents with legitimate, you know, clients. And it's, it's just, I think that flexibility that is, you know, you think of the holiday season, most people kind of lay back and take the easy road, right, and relax and, you know, you, you kind of kick back. Well, if you're going to sell your house, I think you got to take a different approach. So it's you always got to be clean. Always. Yeah. you got to be ready all the time. Yeah. Like the example that Andy just gave, I mean, and, and sometimes what happens is that maybe this is the first time out with that buyer and they're mm-hmm. showing them houses and they're like, you know, that buyer said, hey, I don't want anything over 300000 Right. You know, and they can afford probably four hundred thousand. They're driving through the neighborhood. And they're like, "Gosh, you know, this isn't these aren't going to work for us. Let's go look at that one for three fifty. Mm-hmm. And so then the agent sets it up. And sometimes it's like everyone thinks, "Hey, the agent's you know the worst human alive for doing that." And uh, it's not the case. And that's why you know when we talk about it, you always have to be ready. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the reason that you do it right from the begin, beginning. So you hopefully don't have your listing on for a super long time. But then there's sometimes it's just pricing segments. They're just not moving. 
Yeah. You know, and and some price points take longer. I mean, if you're if you're listing a house that's over a million dollars, and you think you're going to sell it in the first week when all the other ones, you know, it's taken 275 days to do it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not it's not realistic. Right. I mean, some are you can get real nice and you can turn them quick, but uh, you know, just it's that's the thing about listing a house. You it's it's very inconvenient. Yeah, it really is. But I is mean, it is it not? <laughs> I mean, this is your job. Mm-hmm. But but considering you guys have families, uh, you have to be ready all the time too, don't you? I mean, oh, yeah. seven I, days I, a week. I literally at eleven in the morning on Thanksgiving said, "Andy, I know it's Thanksgiving, but can you look at an offer?" So really? it happens. Yeah, yeah, as a listing agent, I mean, it's going to happen. So what I politely do is I step to the side, make sure my wife can't see that I have my <laughs> phone, and I say, "Yes, I can." <laughs> But, yeah. but, you know, then I go back to carving the turkey. But it's the, the idea there is, is that we're in the service business. So, if, yes. you know, people need service. We're, it's kind of like being a tow truck guy and you, you can't go tow people because you're, you know, you're going to be out of business fast. And so, unfortunately, when you kind of, you know, subscribe to the lifestyle of a real estate agent, you do, unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, you get to help people when they need help. You know, I, I, have, a, I have an extra outfit in my trunk. I mean, you just do, just in case that you're out, like you're looking at, like There's today, so many you know? ways I could go with that, I, I but mean, I'm just going to say, okay, good for you, Chris. <laughs> no, but you know what? I mean, sometimes Let's you get that call and you got to do it. It's a sport coat. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of imagining things, too. I, Why is he always going like, that I'm way? I'm like, is it a clown suit? Is it a... <laughs> That's your truck. He's Halloween a, costume? Yeah. He's a ballerina. <laughs> yeah. Tutu. Back to the challenges of... Uh, uh, Selling in the winter yeah, versus yeah. other times well, of the year. You know, one of the things, though, this time of year, guys, in a positive way, right? You have Thanksgiving, so you have all the nice, you know, holiday smells in your house of, you know, turkeys and you know pies and everything else, and so that is very, very uh, welcoming. As as we all, just like when we went over to Thanksgiving this week, you walk into somebody's house and it smells great. It's kind of a fun way to do it, and it's a. Um, but speaking of smells, I mean, Chris and I are always hypersensitive to that this time of year because there's not as much ventilation happening. So if they're not the good smells, you know, you know, if it's tennis shoes, if it's, you know, kids' clothes, if it's, you know, the old hockey jerseys. I actually was showing a house in uh, Minnetonka, and uh, I drove by a house, and, and I laughed. I thought they sold their Halloween decorations up, and here it was a bunch of kids' hockey uniforms hanging across the front of the garage. They were drying <laughs> them out in the sun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, now that it's almost 29 years in the business, it's July 9th, I finally found out. Wow. That'll be 29 mm. years. And uh, anyways, uh, gosh, probably probably 25 years ago, um, I had an investor of mine call me up and say, hey, I want to sell one of my properties in uh, Minneapolis. We're talking about smells here. Yeah. And uh, so I go into the house, and I mean, it's a rental house, and I'm like, Okay, it smells a little fishy in here. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, but you couldn't, there wasn't, it was kind of clean and mm-hmm. real good. And I'm like, you know, where, where's the basement? And they didn't speak very good English, you know. And so we were kind of, I was like pointing at the basement. Uh, wh- where is it? How do I get yeah. down there? Yeah. And it was kind of blocked off with uh, like a pantry and stuff like that that weren't using it, but I had to see it. Mm-hmm. And they kept trying to get me away from that basement. And anyways, I said, I got to go down there. I have to be able to see the, you know, the mechanicals and stuff. So I open the door and I go down and they had built up with like plywood all around like an indoor pool. Mm-hmm. And it was had, um, you know, plastic and everything in there, but it was filled with fish. Yes. You had that? I've bought fish from a guy down in Owatonna that has literally a koi breeding facility in his basement. And they're all, it was so cool. I was like fascinated. And then also I left the house and go, Oh my gosh! I don't ever have to sell this house. Let's just say the landlord didn't know about that. Correct. Oh, <laughs> you know, and I mean, you fill your basement. I mean, basically, yep. I mean, completely flooded their basement. I mean, it was high water. So there and was everything. something. Fishy. It was live fish. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. These so were actually was, contained yeah. in, in, you know, cages. But they were handmade, you know, cages where they used pond liners. So they were deep and long so the fish could swim. And uh, anyway, but that that did. you The second you walked in that door, you had that fish order. And, and it was, but not the good kind. It's not like it was a fresh cooked, you know, dinner. It was a, uh, like an aquarium, you know, bad aquarium yeah. smell. <laughs> bad aquarium <laughs> But that that is something to say about uh, in the winter. I mean, the mm-hmm. smells really do come out. So, if you have pet smells, yep. um, or know about pets, this is when they really kind of uh, uh, shoot out at you. Well, are the vacant properties, you know, this time of year, a lot of people head south and then they put their houses up for sale or whatever. So it's not you know inconveniencing them. That mothball smell or that you know just cleaned like bleach smell. Sometimes you know some people love the smell of bleach. Yeah, you have to be careful. It, it does say, yep, it's been cleaned. But on the other hand, some people are very sensitive to chemicals now as well. And they're like, oh, boy. You know, and so you got to be a little balanced with that, you know, for sure. And then the other one is the mold and mildew. That smell when you walk into a basement Ooh. will stop anybody in their tracks. And if you can't smell it, bring somebody over that has a good nose because if you can smell it, you got to take care of that smell as well. That You hit it right on the nose. Have someone else. And, and realtors, be honest with them. You have to tell them the truth. Right. Because uh, yeah. I grew up in a house like that that we didn't know, but we had a cat that obviously used our carpet as litter box. And, you know, my <laughs> my uh, my all my friends were kind of like, uh, whatever. And then we never could smell it. But anyways, we left it, fixed it up, and then came back. And then mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, you could smell it. We tore up the carpet. I mean, you could. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was disgusting. Ugh. It was horrible. Well, on that note, <laughs> this holiday weekend, <laughs> let's take a, a break. Inviting, of course, our listeners to join in. If you have a real estate question, call it in, text it in, same number, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six, and good morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show here on CCO. Chris and Andy in studio, welcoming your uh, questions, real estate related questions by phone, by text. Again, it's the same number six five one nine eight nine nine two two six for the phone calls or for the text questions. That's actually an interesting text that Another just came one. in. How do you approach? Here it is. How do you approach staging a child room versus other rooms in the house? That's a good question. Yeah, it is. Um, I, th- I think in general, the practice needs to be make it as big as you possibly can mm-hmm. um, without going overboard that they, you know, I mean, it also depends what kind of house it is. You know, typically if you have a, a four bedroom up two story, you know, in the $400,000 range, it's more than likely a family that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's not so bad. But if you, if you put all, if you leave all the toys in there and, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's a great house to maybe stage another room yeah. as a toy thing and not just – but you can't have toys in every room and then another place. What you have to do is get all the toys out of the room and then have that toy room. It, it just makes it so someone that's not looking at it or thinking later on, hey, this is just a house for kids, right. you know, can get past that. Well, and I'll tell you, the other one, if you're sensitive to your kids having their stuff touched and you're selling a, a family home and you have toys – Kids coming in to view the home with their parents will play with your kids' toys. And so what, what's crazy is that sometimes it's actually a, a huge distraction for me as an agent. Like, I'll walk into the house and not even want to show that room because I'm like, oh, boy, here comes a little boy or girl with us. And they're going to go crazy over these toys. And they're going to mess up the whole shelf. And, you know, a lot of times mom and dad are looking at something else. So I'm kind of the in-between, you know. And so it, uh, but, but that's it, the problem. A lot of people aren't looking at something else. And they're too busy putting it back on the shelf when they should yeah, be looking yeah. at the fireplace downstairs. Distractions are probably – so this is why, like, you know, I go to great lengths of having where a house that's up for sale. We put on the lights. We put on the music. We try to neutralize all the smells. If anything, we enhance it with good. 
And then we look at the lighting, everything else. Now, we a lot of times we'll put snacks. I put out snacks like um, for kids or kid, they're coming home from work. The kids are hungry. There's whatever, you know, or a Saturday. They've been looking at three other houses. They're coming to your house. I try to set it up where they can have a little area to relax, actually have a little snack, maybe a little bottle. The or have little it in a table water. with like so it's, it's on a wood books. floor or something so it doesn't get all over the house. Yeah, and let and the parents go look at the table. house where the kids are having a snack. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, I mean, it's a real thing. And I'll tell you what, when you when you go out looking at houses, um, if it's possible, it's mm-hmm. better to go out looking without without your kids because it does. I mean, there's just, I mean, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's one of those things that you just don't get the whole feel of it. Well, sure. And I mean, I think that's kind of natural. I think moms and dads will bring the kids along and all of a sudden they don't realize, I'm, I'm answering the same question three times and it. What I'm not concerned about, I don't mind doing that part of it. What I worry about is I want to make sure that they're comprehending what's being said or what they're signing or whatever. And so if the kids are going to be in a position of where you're more focused on the kids, then I, I agree with Chris 100% because I, I've sat there signing contracts where people will sign and say, oh, he, he'll, he'll be okay with that or she'll be okay with that. And they're like, as much as I appreciate you saying that, we got to review that with them as well. And so we'll wait the 10 minutes until the little one stops screaming and then you come, you know, or whatever. But it's, that's, that's, hey, that's dealing with families, right? That's, that's real life. Yeah, and I think the other thing, I mean, kind of going off that whole stage in a kid's bedroom thing mm-hmm. is remember that your first impression is on the Internet mostly right. all the time, okay? So you're going to see – and pictures – show everything. And if people kind of zero in and they look at those pictures and they start looking at your your kids' photos, mm-hmm. you know, or oh, look at that toy that they have. And they, they get they think about that more than they think about the house. And so sometimes how we take pictures and what we have in it versus how we show it mm-hmm. are two different things. Typically with pictures, we take more out and then we can put them back when it's just showing. But you you see it a lot and if you look at pictures on the internet Look at a kitchen that has a, a big centerpiece on it, right. and depending on how the angle goes, mm-hmm. it might make that kitchen look smaller. Now, when you go into a house and see a centerpiece, it's really nice, but mm-hmm. it's the angle of the photos that you take. And that and pictures, and I'll tell you, you, you ask people, and I, I've sold many houses that people have seen them online and say, ah, no way. Right. And then we kind of exhaust those ones. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. We go through all the other ones, and then we say, well, let's go look at this one. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this house is awesome. Well, you know, and just thinking about, like you're saying, Chris, I mean, there's the first showings are online. And then you as a seller are sitting there saying, okay, it's a process of eliminating the distractions in your house. You know, what would be distracting? Is it a smell? Is it, a, you know, an amazing, I mean, because even a, a centerpiece bouquet can be a distraction. People walk in and go, oh, my gosh, can you imagine what they spent on this? Human nature kicks in. You want to get them focused on what's important. So maybe you have the fireplace on instead, or you, if you're you know, going to have a theater, maybe you have the theater with a cool movie on that's a, you know, a Disney movie that's or whatever movie that you like that's running that's family-friendly, and it focuses on that instead of the other distractions that don't help you sell your house. Now, selling in the winter, I mean, a fireplace is a good thing. Right. You know, in the summer, we don't use them. Yeah. And then people, that's what they think about. Oh, we'll never use that anyways. In the winter, when you see the snow falling outside and you got a nice little fire going, mm-hmm. it's a whole ambiance lifestyle kind of yeah. feel. So, you know, different things in the winter. I think the other thing about winter is getting some sort of color on the outside of your house. Yeah. Because, I mean, everything is beautiful in the summer, but in the winter, I mean, it looks cold and you know, it's not as homey, but if you can get some color, mm-hmm. you know, some year-round color that uh, stays, it's Well, you know, fantastic. and this, I mean, my goodness, what is it, dark at 430 or yeah. something now? So it's like people are coming home from work. They want to do their showings. And I said, you know, this is where we had uh, Mark 
a couple years ago from the uh, landscape lighting company that was out in uh, Long Lake come in, Touchstone. And he was talking about how, you know, spending a couple thousand dollars lighting up the front of your house or that focal point in your backyard, how that can just absolutely change the the environment. It's kind of like having holiday lights on and you walk up and you're like, wow, this is kind of nice. Same thing with that landscape lighting. In the winter, it's almost more of a way to accentuate the yard and create, you know, uh, when you look out a window now, and it's dark. It's it's like literally looking out a black picture box, right? You just can't see anything there. Versus looking out a full color, three dimensional photo. You know, when it's lighting up the trees out the window, those are good things to distract yeah. people with. All right, we need to uh, take a quick break here. We'll uh, have another half hour of the show to go. If you have a real estate question, call it in or text it in six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. And good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show here on CCO. Around every Saturday in the ten o'clock hour, always welcoming your input. Either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226 is the number common for both the phone calls or uh, the text messages. Uh, we're talking about these these little nuances of, of uh, getting your house sold mm-hmm. uh, and helping the real estate agents help you get it done. We had one, I, I know that this is a minor thing, but uh, should the kitchen sink, text, uh, texter says, uh, the drain baskets be changed out when uh, yeah. selling? If you can, yeah. I mean, I, I like a clean, you know, looking sink. As long as the sink's in good shape and not super scratched. I know sometimes we wear those sinks out just yeah. as fast as the drain baskets. But I think if you're looking to sell in the in the future and you've got some time, there's a lot of those little things that you can do, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's just uh, tightening up the knobs on your cabinets. Absolutely. You know, deep cleaning the the range. Let's just say it's a gas range. Make sure that all the flames can come up and it's mm-hmm. not like baked over. Mm-hmm. I mean, deep, deep cleaning is important because I'll tell you what, um, people look at all of that stuff in, in drawers. I mean, if you've got, if there's a bunch of crumbs in the bottom of your drawers and they're um, unorganized and if the, it opens up and the door falls out, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a problem. And so and, it, and we laugh at that, but that happens a lot. And so... Those are all the little things that I always tell people. I right. said, take yourself out of your shoes mm-hmm. and come as the other person that's coming in. And they're making sure that they don't have, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of work to do right. here after the fact. I know there's a lot of stuff we have to do to get the house ready. Well, and sometimes these things seem real minor, mm-hmm. you know, but they're so important because they can nullify everything you did. Yeah. And, and I, I, I it's funny you say that. I do the exact same thing, except I physically say, let's go to the front door. Let's start this journey. First of all, let's put your key in the lockbox, and let's see if the front door unlocks when we try to do that. Is it creaky? Is it squeaky? Is it cold? Is it hot? I mean, sometimes this let's is make no sure joke. your lockbox works, too. Make sure the lockbox works. Make <laughs> sure the combo's there. Is it easy to find? Can you spot it? And so some of these things, What a lot of times, even back up even farther, is when you pull up to the house, I've had people go, nah, let's skip this one. And I- that house could be awesome on the inside. Just that curb appeal is not Isn't there. that true? Instant. Mm-hmm. Instantly. I, I was thinking about you guys just the other day, thinking of Thanksgiving and cooking turkeys and all that, about ovens. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, my case, I was thinking, well, uh, uh, selling, but I thought, you know what? Oven, it's clean. But you know what needs to be changed if I was going to sell it? Those racks. Yeah. yeah. To put new racks in. Have sure. you ever seen people do that? Or put less yeah. racks in, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have three of them in there that are really tight. 
you know, it, it's it's just like, I mean, it's really like staging. You're going to make mm-hmm. it look bigger if you take one Interesting. out. You know, right. so, yeah, it's all little subtle things. Well, that, and you know, the nice thing about the holidays, Danny, is you're, you're checking and testing all of your, your systems in your house from your lighting when everybody comes in and plugs in the 35 crack pots in your kitchen. You're testing your electric, <laughs> right? And then you got the little nephew that tries to flush the golf balls down the toilet, you know, or whatever. And all of those life happening things or the, the sink that like decides to clog up that's never clogged up before. And, uh, you know, some of those maintenance issues that, you know, when you live there a long, long time, you never really challenge or test. And it is a good thing to do. And I think that if you've really, if you're, if you're like me and you're more proactive, you may want to say, hey, you know, give your home inspector a call. Have a home inspector run through it and preview the house. Make sure that everything is done. A lot of times those home inspectors will do a deal with you if they can market themselves. And then the home buyer can actually come in and actually have them do another, like an extended version of that inspection. So it's almost like a two-phase. Oh, sure. And then it's very nice because then you're, you're prepared. You've taken care of all the issues that they see as a challenge. And it's a nice way to do it. True. Cost money, though. The texter guy says uh, this. A house is being resided. Do any colors sell better? Is white always good? Well, it is now. Yeah, white's really hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's good. I think uh, uh, it's kind of, if you're in there for the long haul, mm-hmm. you know, um, being safer with a, a safer color is probably smarter. And then you get color through shutters or flower boxes or whatever. Yep. But if it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to be selling next year, trendy colors are not a bad thing to go mm-hmm. because it makes it look like, wow, this one's up to date. And it Very looks relevant. just like the new construction. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. Right now, the hot one for us is we get a lot of people asking for this. Uh, well, they have white uh, siding and they have the black windows, and yes. uh, which to me doesn't make any sense at all because you get those windows hot. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But. The, it, it looks, looks really good. cool. Yeah. It's a very cool look. And from and, the inside, it looks good if you're if yeah. black inside because it looks like yeah. picture frames. Yeah, and so we're oh. seeing a lot of that in demand. And then the a lot of the vinyl companies now have come out with, uh, you know, products that, you know, in an effort to make the product last longer, um, they've had to do a lot more to the product. So now they're actually offering even darker colors. So you're not just seeing the baby blue, whites, gray. Everybody does gray. I hate to say it, but everybody does gray because it's safe. And then you add accent colors with your stones or your, your peaks or your, you know, whatever. But now we're actually, a lot of these uh, colors for us, the standard, the darker colors, the burgundies and the dark blues and the really dark greens are coming in big time. I'm seeing it. Hmm. <laughs> Chris rolls his eyes. <laughs> I wish you guys could be in studio with me right really? now. Just <laughs> feel the love. You go back to my uh, trunk. Hey. Um, anyways, <laughs> what do you I got? A, I got a question for you guys. All right. Uh, ever wonder why land is called real estate? Oh boy. Um, well, the term estate literally refers to the land and the buildings upon the land, but real is derived from uh, the Latin word for what? Is this his trivia thing again? Yeah, this is my this is my is it? sneaking okay. in uh, trivia. Uh, you must know this. Danny. So the I'm Latin word educated. is what is real? The Latin word for what? Real. Earth. That's what they Earth. Say. That's what they say. Well, it loses a lot in translation, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and only uh, 32% of the people that were ever quizzed on that ever got that correct. Hmm. Maybe the, maybe the quizzes are Earth. Right. Yeah. I think uh, this one this one text might change his mind after that. Or her mind. Oh, we had a nice comment. Uh, yeah. You guys did. Uh, a text. Let me read it. I'm a financial planner. I have clients who invest in real estate. Thanks for your honesty. You guys are awesome. Oh, about that? You might have just changed your mind after that. After that one. No, that is nice. I mean, that's nice to hear because I'll tell you what, that's what we really try to be. And I know Andy and I kind of go 
after maybe after each other a little bit uh, on some stuff. But I think that's what people need is they need to look at uh, it from two different perspectives, see what works for them. And uh, and Andy, though we we agree on a lot of stuff, there is some different ways that we don't, um, you know, agree with it. But uh, I think uh, both sides have some legitimacy. You said it before mm-hmm. uh, in other shows that uh, let the truth be there. Because Absolutely. if you start making stuff up, it's uh, it's tough to backtrack. Yeah, totally. And it's hard to remember your lies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so not worth it. We're, we're not smart enough to lie. Do you have something else? You're, you're smiling over there. Uh, from what language uh, does the term mortgage come from? Oh, no. Boy, is that Latin? It's German. No, excuse me. It's French. Sorry. <laughs> Is this something, something to do with death? It's actually French. Yep. And it's, it's, it's in French. It translates to the death pledge. Mm, okay. <laughs> Mortgage. Thanks a lot. All okay. right. Great. Yeah. Uh, All right. Good times. Good taxes? times. <laughs> I'm hearing crickets. I'm sorry, you guys. You know what? I try to add a little spice and I overdo it sometimes. Uh, How about uh, adding a little spice? How about adding a little lighting? That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I put these new bulbs in my uh, pole barn. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are, but, I mean, that thing lights up like uh, the electrician came over and did it. And it wasn't inexpensive. I mean, it was like yeah, for six of them, it was like 1200 bucks mm-hmm. uh, with the bulbs. But, my goodness. I mean, it lights up like it's. Uh, did they do the math equation on that for you? Like I don't converting know. your 300 watt condenser? I just said I wanted it really bright. Yeah. And uh, it, it happened. Yeah, there, so. there's you'll get a return on investment there. There's totally. there's a math equation I was just looking at for my garage because I have like I don't know six of these bulbs that are in there and they're higher wattage bulbs. They're right? like LEDs though, right? Yes, and then out. you spend a couple hundred bucks per. But it's like the savings uh, running a three hundred watt bulb. It was ridiculously expensive. It was dollars per hour to run these things. I mean, you know, so it's it has a return. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, and again, just like the staging question before. What it does is it, it just makes everything look bigger, bigger, brighter, fresher. So, I mean, you go into a you go into a pole barn that has, you know, three down the center and you've got 100 watt bulbs that them versus what this is. I mean, it just gives you a total different experience. So sometimes uh, doing those things. And, and mm-hmm. here's the thing, though. A lot of us don't have time in which to be able to do that. But if you're thinking about selling and it's hey, it's uh, I just had someone I was just talking to someone um Yesterday, set mm-hmm. up an appointment for uh, middle of December. They don't want to sell till twenty twenty one, but we're like, hey, it's never too you know because never too early to start. And sometimes you can put something in that hey, you can enjoy for a while as well. Yeah, you know that's it's probably not going to go out of style in time, but it also gives you time to kind of just take it slow and think about hey, you know what we we can do this you know next spring and then next summer we'll do this and then next fall do that and then. Boy, we're ready to go for that spring. Or just even save up for the sales, right? I mean, you wait for the right time of year and you get the extra discounts and you can maybe save some bucks and, you know, it's a smart way to do it. All right. Let's uh, take our usual break here. Welcoming our listeners. If you have a real estate question, call it in or text it in. It's the same number. Apply 651-989-9226. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show here on CCO around every Saturday. In the 10 o'clock hour. And again, we always welcome your text messages and or your phone calls. The same number applies, 651-989-9226. Chris? Okay, so what is included in the sale? I'm sure they're talking about personal property um, or not personal property, but uh, I guess a good rule of thumb is anything that's attached Mm -hmm. typically stays with the property. Anything that you're not sure of, write in. 
Yeah. Well, and <laughs> but, I, uh, I've got this old saying, Denny, if it shows, it goes. And and if you have, you know, grandpa's, you know, whatever corner cabinet or the special light from the original homestead or whatever, get it out of there. Uh, same thing with drapes and, and window treatments. And I mean, I just, if you don't light want fixtures them, yeah, that you, you want, remove it, replace it with something new. They don't know the difference anyway. And so it doesn't become a point of contention on the uh, the negotiations. That's a good point. Totally. Yeah. And, you, and you never get what you think it's worth. You know right. what I mean? And so I always try to keep personal property out of out of the situation because it usually becomes a big problem later yeah. on. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and what I mean by that is that it all of a sudden becomes, you know, those blinds that uh, – so, so we make an offer, okay? And it, it goes in and says, you know, all blinds and balances in the house – and the seller comes back and counters it and says, you know what, I want to, the, my bedspread matches my uh, window treatments. I want to keep those. Oh, my gosh, I love those. I mean, those are the greatest things ever in the history of the world. So, mm-hmm. okay, if you're going to keep them, then i got to buy new ones, and I'll take, do it $1,000 less. You know, and now it becomes a, a real problem. Have you so, guys, uh, have deals fallen through oh, because gosh, of something yes. minor? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes principal, and, then they, and, and what they say, oh, it doesn't feel right now. You know, if you heard that, yeah, but it's, it doesn't it's their feel home, right. man. I mean, and that's exactly right. They don't want the negative vibes to go with the new purchase because that's where they are going to move in. And if they're, it doesn't create that in warm and inviting and excited to be there feel because of a simple argument. I, that's why I would say just you know get it out of there. I mean, I always I that's why I'm not against having almost a vacant home or you have something that's staged or whatever like new construction because people can ask for it all they want. They say awesome, no problem. The stager can set you up with pricing and you can buy everything you want. You know, it's all for sale. And then they get the prices and say, oh, you know. Yeah. And you don't usually have a problem if it sells quick, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not as no, not as negotiable at that point because it's selling fast. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting on, on the market for, you know, 50, 200 days, people start saying, you know what? No one else is buying it. Why don't we ask for this and that? We want, you know, we want their bedroom set. And uh, might as well throw in the kids one, two, and that nice pool table downstairs. Right. And then the, you know, the shuffleboard. And all of a sudden, it's the outdoor furniture. And all of that stuff gets in there. And I'll tell you what, it does. Ugh. It clouds. It, yeah, you can see. You just started it, making it me just clouds the sweaty deal. over here. Yeah. I get so We've mad that. at that stuff. Because, you know, and that a lot of times, and I get it. The guys and gals that are out there as real estate agents, like you talked about, taking that call during Thanksgiving and running out to see a house. And the client is ultimately in control a lot of times. And so an experienced agent, you know, he, she will tell them, guys, listen, this isn't real estate. Let's offer them $1,000 for the personal property. Let's make this offer on the house. Nobody has a problem with that. Everybody gets that. It's when you go in there and try to wind it all together, like, we're going to give you a 450 for the house if we get this, 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 and this. And you know what the seller does immediately is they don't think about that patio furniture being worth $500. They remember the $3,600 that they paid for it at the furniture store. And so they're mm-hmm. like, man, there's $50,000 worth of stuff they're asking for here. Yep. So you actually, I think, hurt yourself by writing an offer with a bunch of personal property in it because the ultimate value is on the buy when you're buying the house. The personal property, you can set that aside and make a deal on that second. When you're purchasing a property, think about that, about what the seller is doing. I mean, they're looking at everything. If they can look at as less as possible, mm-hmm. meaning that, hey, here's the price, here's the closing date, here's what we qualify for, done deal. Mm-hmm. It's, they're a lot, it's a lot be- easier to concentrate on those three things than when you add everything else in. You know, hey, I've got to sell a house, 
and we've got to have a 20-day inspection, and I want that, you know, the washer dryer and throw that car in, and then the little shed outside with all the pool equipment, and, you know, and then it just becomes a laundry list of stuff, and from from an agent standpoint, I mean... Those are things we have to we have to all get through first before we can even get to that price. Well, that and then they I think they get distracted because usually the offers I get that have a bunch of personal property also have a bunch of holes in the in the purchase agreement where they miss stuff because they're so distracted talking about all the things they're not supposed to talk about. I think you know so it, it comes down to this: we're in real estate, we're selling real estate. Uh, the things that are attached to the house, I get it. Um, and then we're currently in a state where that isn't you know furnished. Usually, is not the way it's done. Now, some of the folks that with the way the market's changing with the just, you know, here, we'll write you out a check, give us the keys, we'll even clean the house out for you kind of people, um, that's fine. You know, it's just it makes it easier on the seller. But then again, it's like there's a convenience fee there for things like that as well. And so some people will move out and think, oh, I'll leave this for this young couple. They're going to want my table. They're going to want my chairs. They're going to want this. And the young couple doesn't want anything to do with it because it's not in the era that they're interested in being part of. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate sometimes that you see that, but okay, so, see it a lot. Yeah, all things considered, if if you can't move it and you don't want to move it just in case, hey, it doesn't sell, yep. I don't want to get rid of this stuff, then put it in the MLS that states that, hey, this stuff is not included because it's a different thing. So when I'm walking when that, that window treatment thing, as an agent, I'm walking through and I'm just going to, you know, we're going through the bedroom and just say, hey, just so you know, they're they're not including these because it matches the bed spread. Oh, that's fine. No problem. They don't, then they don't care. You want it's up front. Yep. Yeah. It, it, or, hey, that hot tub's not included. Mm-hmm. You know, the pool table, no, they're taking that with them. And so it just kind of stops people from asking for it. Now, will some people ask for it? Absolutely. Right. But it's not when the seller comes back and says, no, I don't want to give you that pool table. <laughs> yeah. Then it's not like, oh, that person's just mean. I think I think about your hot tub comment. And, and they'll have the, Danny, they'll have the perfect deck set up with the hot tub surrounding or everything surrounding the hot tub. And they'll say the hot tub's not included. You're like, okay, yeah. cool. And then they all of a sudden do the math on what it costs to remove the hot tub to take it to their next place. And then they have a used hot tub at their next place. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, well, do you guys want to buy the hot tub? And it's amazing to me. It's almost like people hold back and they want to negotiate with some of these things that they see value in. And the buyer that's coming in the door might say, you know what, we're filling that in. That's going to be a new above ground, uh, you know, garden for us so that we can, you know, work right off the deck. And, and, and so everybody's different. So I think that, you know, being upfront, being honest and, and being straightforward is, is probably the key, not holding back. Not pricing your house for negotiating all these. We're going to throw this and this in. We're going to throw in the tractor. I've had that happen too, where it's a two-acre property, and they say they're holding back on the tractor, and the tractor's all polished up in the garage, and they're waiting for somebody to ask for it as a hope that they want to negotiate. Well, when they don't ask for it with an agent, you know, that knows what's going on, now they lost a bargaining chip. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's maybe years let's, of experience. Yeah, and let's take it from another angle. I mean, a lot of buyers come in, and you're talking about hot tubs, and mm-hmm. so so we're we got a house that's on three three and a half acres, beautiful lawn, and they've got a, a nice hot tub that overlooks this pool, and um, you got a buyer that's coming in that has enough money to put down, and they can finance it, but they don't have the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, on another way is that hey, I can't afford to buy that hot tub. I don't have it. I got a push. I have a push more mm-hmm. to be able to do this, and now it becomes uh, an advantage to the. Maybe seller. the second. So there's or different the third, ways to look the at the second it. or the third round of negotiating. If you're going back and forth, that can really enhance yeah. a sale. Yep. Um, but I don't do it up front, and I think that there's um, that's just personal styles, right? That's why there's so many different agents in the Twin Cities to pick from. Everybody has a different style, but my my strategy now has really changed. I mean, a lot of people want to position their sale to sell it, where they say, "I want to build in room for negotiation." And I just see that epically failing right now. I just, I think that, you know, that we're going to hold this back and try to negotiate this. 
And I mean, it's, it's okay to have a little bit of wiggle room on stuff, but I'm telling you, pricing it correctly, staging it correctly, having all of the sign, the, the smells, the sounds, the everything dialed in, your houses sell. I mean, the, either have houses that sell or they'll sit. And then when they sit, you go, what did we miss? Right? And then so you pull it off the market, you reassess the situation and hit it again, and then boom, you sell. Right? So it's, it's, I think it's a combination of people can recognize value when it's displayed you know, properly and priced right. Yeah, and I think, too, that, I mean, every situation is different as well, and you have to adapt to that situation. And uh, But the best way to get to that is to be able to discuss it and talk about it and give both sides of the story. And, then, and, and once you do, a seller typically or a buyer typically makes that right decision mm-hmm. in, in which route to go. So it's just, you guess, again, you got to look at the other well, person's perspective. And I think that the people that, pri- I'll just say this quickly because I know that we're kind of at the end of the show here, but, People that a lot of times price in that, that you know, what if, you know, negotiating, you know, cloud, it's because they really don't understand the value of their properties. And if they'd spend a little more time, because what is 700000 They don't, under, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't make sense. So they dial it in, do your market analysis, get your numbers dialed in, and then you'll be confident with your sale price. Any predictions on uh, 2020 in real estate? Good year. Yeah, yeah I agree. You think so? Yep. Yep. I think maybe end of the summer towards the election, you'll get some distractions going on. But I think right now it's it's rates are good. Housing is good. Everything's good. Yep. Now, how uh, do we get in touch with you guys? Uh, you're going to be back next week, I presume, right? <laughs> as far well, as we know. Well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, AndyandRooney.com. AndyandRooney.com. AndyandRooney.com it is. All right, guys, we'll uh, keep the door open for you for next week. So <laughs> we'll you. see you then. More real estate here on uh, WCCO. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 